0: This episode of the Second Floor Podcast is brought to you by Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. All right,
1: what's going on, everybody? It's your co host Kenny here with Cassius, and you are listening to the Full Switch series exclusively on the Universal Radio Network. We're excited today to, you know, catch up a little bit on how our Diwali festivities went and talk a little bit about the Halloween weekend coming up. But most importantly, based off our topic, we have a very special guest to bring later on today. And that's actually my really good friend, Claire Connop who is the founder of Glow Within. Uh, basically, a lot of what we're gonna be bringing uh, to everyone's attention today is the concept of empowerment. And in this case, more specifically, woman empowerment, especially um, at the young fruitful age between, um, you know, fourteen to eighteen years old. These are the steps that, you know, young females are taking before they're getting into adulthood. And uh, a lot of them going through uh, needing to make important decisions for themselves, needing to navigate, you know, where their values are before um, they they step into and out of high school. And, you know, I remember, Cassius, you know, those years for me even being that young and having, you know, an external resource like um, I know a big one was Junior Achievement. And having them come to our school and talk about financial literacy, talk about entrepreneurship, talk about these terms that, you know, the school system was not showcasing. It wasn't teaching. So I want to just make sure that we're giving, um, you know, Claire the opportunity to share with our audience, uh, you know, a hands on workshop in different ways in which. Um, you know, our audience can improve that for younger listeners or for those um, that would like to take some of this information and pass it on to their kids. So uh, we're excited to bring that on. But before we get into things, I want to do a little catching up for those that are new and listening to us. Let's uh, give you a breakdown of what we're all about. And, you know, on the full switch series, we bring on the most influential leaders in their field to help motivate, to help inspire you to be the best version of yourself. So we power up, your leadership skills to create a winning dialed in environment, not only at home, but at the workplace as well. So we're excited to kick things off. I'm going to bring it over to Cassius and just see how your Diwali was, man. Did you, did you do anything
2: with the family? Oh, it was fantastic, man. Just being around family and just doing some little bit of celebration and yeah, man, just having a good vibe and having, having a good time. How about you? Oh, it was good, man. You know, like the, this is the one time a year I recognize for both my parents
1: where it's like it's our new year. Right. Like this is the time of year where, you know, I was talking to my aunts that came over at home and I was just I wanted to pick their brain a little bit. And I was like, you know, going to my Pooji and I was like, you know, I call her Rosie Bobo. Right. So I was like, Rosie Bobo, tell me like what 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 was the Wally like as a kid? Like what was it more hype? Was it more fun? And it was so cute, man. She's like, oh, but the, like, you know, I'll tell you what, like every every year your dad would wake us up with parake, like with fireworks every morning. And man, I haven't even ever used fireworks. So for me, this is such a foreign concept. Like, I've never actually physically used them. So to hear that, you know, that my, my dad used it growing up so much, it, uh, it was cool. It made me realize that I need to bring fireworks one of these years.
2: Yeah, no, that's fantastic, man. I mean, I miss those traditional, you know, festivities and activities while, you know, major holidays are up. Like, we don't do it as much anymore. But as a kid, we used to do it all the time. You know what I mean?
1: No, it's true, man. Like, this... You know, that's why I hit so close to home, because my mom made sure. She's like, whatever you do, be home right after work uh, for Diwali this year. Because I'm sure for many families out there, uh, maybe last year it was still, um, you know, a little bit concerning to to bring a lot of loved ones together. And whether that was being done or not with the pandemic happening, a lot of it was done, uh, you know, either hush-hush or it was done around a certain amount of people capacity-wise. Um, But needless to say I really feel like this is like the first year where everyone feels comfortable to bring the family over again and get everyone together like even yesterday man for Halloween it was awesome like me and my brother we went to Seoul Halloween and it felt great we're in there we're glad like it's open till 11 o'clock so like the last people in there and we're finding Halloween costumes and we're going to Halloween parties and it's just exciting to be back in this and I know not many people say this anymore but We went through a lot the past three years. I'm sure our listeners understand that too. And if you're, you know, trying to get back in the festive spirit, then there's no better way than to actually do the things involved, right? Like I talked to a few people at work and I was like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh man, I'm just kicking back, watching movies, watching scary movies. And it's like, you know, if you have the chance to go out, go and do it. Get out of your comfort zone, get that Halloween costume on because, you know, that's what life's about. It's going to have a good time?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely, man! I I can't wait for my little brother to bring me all of his candy so I can steal all of it and have it, you know. <laughs> but uh, no, it's 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 awesome. I have a little brother and and uh, I I can't wait to you know take him out and about. And he always has the best costumes, man. Last year he was Buzz Lightyear. I want to be Buzz Lightyear. You know what <laughs> I mean? He's just going through all the Toy Story characters every year. He loves Toy Story. And uh, you know I you know with us being being you know young you know uh, still a little older but you know still we can still have fun with these with these uh, you know festivities man I think I think having that childlike spirit and keeping that I think is is, is a good time so but uh, but Kenny going back into our theme today I kind of want to see. Who you want to highlight uh, for this week for for a leader? You know, every every single week we're going to be highlighting a leader since that's our main theme uh, of the full Switch series. Um, so Kenny, who's who's our leader uh, of the week today? You know what I have to say? This
1: just is an absolute honor to be able to recognize our, our leader of the week uh, for many reasons, but really when you look at the timeline, who better than our mayor, Amarjeet Sohi, who's you know, been our mayor now for the city of Edmonton for an entire year. The anniversary is is official. It's been one whole year that um, he's been leading the charge. And, you know, when I looked into seeing a lot of um, what's been done and what the focus is, is, you know, there's, there's something that I'd like to read out from uh, Edmonton Journal just recently putting this out, uh, mentioning that, um, you know, reconciliation, addressing racism and listening to people who are struggling and who haven't had their voices heard are of the utmost highest priority for Amarjit Sohi. And I quote what he said. We want to build an Edmonton for all of us. That should include the voices of all of us. And out of everything I researched, that really speaks volumes to me because it's a testament to our city. You know, yes, we have and poke fun at us calling Edmonton the city of champions but that goes beyond winning the Stanley Cup that to me is we still and I feel proud personally to call us the city of champions because of that quote that Amarjeet said is at the end of the day I pride myself in you know going out there making sure every single person no matter what they look like no matter how they're feeling that day gets recognized and when you have your own mayor that's on board with making sure that every single person in our city deserves to have their voice heard, that speaks volumes, you know. And just to see that that's his initiative. He's actually, um, I don't know if he's still there, but recently he uh, went out east and uh, was with our prime minister and with many other, um, you know, uh, leaders in our country. And it's great to see that he has uh, some plans for our indigenous community and, you know, improving businesses and improving more resources uh, to back up that statement.
2: Absolutely, man. And I, just from my personal experience, Um, Over the last like month or two, I've been to a couple, you know, events in the city of Edmonton and guess who's there in the front row, you know, giving a little bit of a speech, you know, beforehand, before the event gets started, our own mayor, right? So it just shows like, you know, that he is involved. He truly cares about the city of Edmonton and um and just you know showing up to those events i actually didn't expect it you know what i mean every every event that i went to um you know he was there and he was out there supporting and a lot of these events said this is the first time a mayor shown up to their event you know they've had they've been running it for 5 or 10 years every single year and this is the first time that the mayor uh, a mayor's shown up so it just kind of shows that he's taken that extra step to uh to 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 being a part of the community right and uh and i think that this goes well hand in hand with our theme today of uh, empowerment, of empowering, making sure voices are heard. Uh, And I can't wait to have Claire, Claire on the show here. So
0: this episode of the second floor podcast is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Life as a business owner can be hectic to say the least. And Alberta Blue Cross understands that. They offer flexible health, dental, life, and disability coverage for your employees. Even better, you can let your staff enroll and manage their coverage at any time on any device. You've got this when it comes to group coverage for your small business, and Alberta Blue Cross has got your back. To learn more and explore your options, head over to ab.bluecross.ca. What's
1: going on, everybody? It's your co-host, Kenny and Cassius on the Full Switch Series. We are back. And we're just hoping everyone's excited to get their Halloween, a Halloween, <laughs> their Halloween weekend underway. Pretty much is a Halloween. And you know, we hope that everyone's excited, you know, for the trick-or-treaters that are coming out Monday. But most importantly, for the adults to play, to have fun, to go out and, and enjoy this time of year. So, you know, if you if you haven't already, go get a costume, have fun. If you have no plans, you know, grab a friend, grab a buddy, grab your friends together and, and celebrate this special occasion coming. coming up. Uh, That being said, we're going to go into our leadership word of the day. And as you all know, if you're listening uh, from the moment we started, is our theme of interest is empowerment. And by the raw definition of what empowerment means, empowerment is the authority or power given to someone to do something. It is the process of becoming stronger and more confident, especially in controlling one's life. And claiming one's rights now Cassius, how good would it feel if every single person just felt empowered to do their job they felt empowered to get up out of bed they felt empowered to you know do all the things that need to get done in their day
2: oh yeah 100 i mean it it'd be amazing if you felt like that every single day right i think um one of the things is is trying to find that empowerment whether that's through your boss a friend having good people around you, I think um, those that are, empower you are, are really, really crucial to have in your life. And I think, you know, I think we have examples, Kenny, you know, do you want to go into an example of, you know, either how you've empowered others or others that have empowered you? You want to go into some examples or, or speak on that, maybe share a story with us. Yeah, sure thing.
1: I mean, this is the way I'm going to put it because I want to create a theme around empowerment with how this can be done for your employees. And I can do my best to find a, a spin around this personally on how I've been able to do this with my team or, or how my coaches and supervisors above me have been able to do it for me. Um, I'll give you examples of, of four things on, on how one can empower their team or their employees rather. Is Number one, um, find a way to involve your team in making decisions. It should not be onus strictly on you. And I'll tell you something I recently did, man. I am currently, once again, looking for some dedicated personal trainers to join my team. And I've added something in the interview process. And what I added is, I want to take a team of three to four existing trainers on my team and have them interview the candidate. So soon after I've went through it and I feel like, you know what, this person has it. If I am preaching to the choir If I'm telling every single person, oh, guys, we're a team, you know, I want us to feel like it. Well, it's about time I include my existing team into the process of considering someone coming on. And truth be told, like shout out to one of my team members. She suggested this. She said like, Kenny, like it would make us feel more a part of it and it would give us a little bit of experience in what the interview looks like. And then we can vet and be a part of that experience. So just today, I kid you not, I had four of my trainers do a group, group interview. I just told them, tell me what you think really stood out. Tell me some opportunities of anything that sticks out that I may need to be aware of. And is it a yes or is it a no? Wow. Right? So getting them to be a part of that decision is creating a lot more autonomy. It's creating a lot more buy-in. And it's making them feel like they have a say, which they, they rightfully deserve to. You know, I told that candidate, she says, this was a little nerve-wracking, but I'm really glad I did it. Like everyone's friendly. And I was like, Yeah, to be fair, you're gonna spend more time with them out on the floor than with anyone
2: else. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I think that's I think what you did there is super empowering because now your team feels like, hey, we're building our team as well. It's not just Kenny's decision to to bring people on board. And I think that's just one of the many examples, man. I feel like, you know, even kind of going back to us, you know, when we started the podcast. Um, I remember when we were even toying around the, with the idea of doing a live event and personally for me, that was way out of my comfort zone, you know, two, three years ago. And, uh, I just remember like us going back and forth. Should we do it? How should we do it? Should we have a live audience? Should we not have a live audience? You know, and guess who we went for guidance to? We went to Raj and we said, Hey, well, this is kind of the idea. What should we do? Who should we reach out to? Where should we do it? And I remember him saying, you guys are ready. guys are ready to take that step i'm here every step of the way if you guys need but you guys are ready you shouldn't be even thinking or having doubts into doing it and um just that one piece of encouragement from a person that's really close in your life that can you know flip the switch if you will you know it's a full switch it is
1: (laughs) but what i love about that is Going back to the raw definition is how much more did that give us more control over our life and over the right that we have to do what we're already doing in a live setting, right? And, you know, we've got three more here. I want to make sure that, you know, we get the chance to put these in here before we play a song and get Claire in the building. But other ways to empower your employees is providing training courses for your team. So actually, what is this concept of quote-unquote free education? If I'm working for a company and you want me to do better, how are you making me better with the tools and resources and systems you have in place to allow me to do so? And right now, I'll give you an example. Something that I'm now pivoting towards is I am hiring personal trainers. Something that I lacked actually for the past few months, I'll own this, is I wasn't doing something personally myself, time-wise, to get them better on the floor. I was more so improving their other skills here's how to get better at administrative work here's how to get better at sales you know you're passionate about personal training just do these courses and you'll be set now full switch i'm changing things up i am now going to go on the floor with them weekly and do some teach and development opportunities go over topics hey let's improve how you and your clients can do a squat we're going to go one hour in depth on how to improve your squat We're going to go over the mobility exercises, the stability exercise behind it, just to start giving them that free education, right? Empower them in recognizing that you're working for the best. So we're going to provide you the best knowledge. The last two is employee recognition awards, right? Recognize your team. It feels so good to, you know, take time to go on canva.com. You feel literally like a not to, <laughs> not by any means to put away anything from designers, but you feel like an official designer when you go on canva.com and you spend an extra 30 minutes to make a certification on there. But present that in front of your team. Show everyone what a high level of standard looks like. So number one, they know it's possible, and number two, you make that person feel recognized. Because, I don't know, we could have our callers call in about this or, or chat into our WhatsApp chat and tell me that you don't like recognition, at the end of the day, I feel a lot of people, they want that in one way, shape or form, right? Last thing is autonomy and decision making. Just going back to, are you listening to the people that are giving you the advice and are you implementing that advice? So that would be, you know, the, the main things that stick out for me for empowerment. Speaking of which, I'm super excited to bring on Claire from the Glow Within Foundation to talk more about how she's doing this in her respective space with junior high and high school female students. We are just noticing right now, our listener numbers are just going off the charts because everyone is aware that my homie, my good friend, Claire Connup is in the building. Claire, how are you doing today?
3: I'm doing good, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. 100%
1: Claire, no problem at all. We appreciate everything that you've been doing, especially with Glow Within Foundation. Recently graduated out of Simon Fraser University. Um, I think it's amazing that your university has supported your pilot project in wanting to support uh, females across Western Canada. And I'm super proud to say that for you because you've managed to take your workshops in uh, junior high and high schools, originally in British Columbia, and now you're, you're bringing it over into Alberta and everyone has been so curious over the past half hour i'm sure they've been going on instagram searching glow within foundation looking into what it is but i figured who better than you as one of the co-founders of glow within to just let our audience know what is glow within foundation and um what impact are you making to empower female youth
3: yeah so, Glow Within is a nonprofit based out of um, Vancouver. Um, myself, Marcia, and Karen, who are my co founders, bonded in university, a business class, um, over the fact that there's a lot of stuff people don't talk about surrounding women's health and women's topics and um, relationships, boundaries, consent. And you're in high school, and that's such a pivotal stage of your life um whether you're going into high school or whether you are leaving and going to university or starting your career and a lot of girls don't know a lot of stuff and end up having to google it or ask their friends or have like an awkward conversation with an older woman etc so we wanted to go into high schools talk to girls Um, about their physical, mental, and emotional health and conduct like interactive workshops. So it's not just like a lecture on them of what they can and can't do or what they should or shouldn't do, um, but giving them the freedom of learning and empowering themselves with this knowledge.
2: I think, uh, you know, you just saying that, Claire, I feel like that allows them to kind of open up as well, right? Because some Mm -hmm. stuff that you don't typically talk about, um, you come in and you kind of open up Talk about why it's important, you know. Interact with them, give them mm-hmm. some stuff that that allows them to share those types of uh, those types of things. I think that's amazing.
3: Yeah, it's all about like normalizing topics, right? Because, for instance, mental health. No one talks about mental health, but the more we talk about it, the more normal it gets. Um, women's health. No one talks about women's health. Um, and when you go into the class, they're all awkward and they're like, why are we learning about this? But then after, they're like, thank you for being here and thank you for teaching me this. Um, so it's it's important, even if the students don't know in the moment, they will know whether it's in a week or a year that it's important.
1: And that just shows that's kudos to your team and yourself to be able to recognize how uncomfortable the conversations can be at first. and. You know as you were mentioning the the involvement you have on you know junior high and high school female students it, it reminded me almost of you know big brother big sisters but i mean n- not not to compare by any means but it's like you're definitely making it clear that we're going beyond the barriers mm-hmm. it, it's you know, there's there's so much that good has been done where it's like, oh, let's have a mentor. Let's let's just have you uh, spend time with someone who we believe is is uh, someone you want to be like. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, okay, wait a second. Let's do that and then some. Yeah. Let Let's within the Glow Foundation talk about certain topics that you might be googling or you might be um, unaware of yet, and then you're only aware of it when mistakes happen yeah. or when um, you know you're you're kind of just flying off the edge of your pants so to speak right Mm -hmm. so i I find that really impactful and i really appreciate your involvement in that and um i kind of want to know the why behind it you know because correct me if i'm wrong claire you started this as uh an assignment for one of your business courses and then it got approved and it got funding by the school so if you talk a little bit about that and the initial reasoning behind why you personally wanted to do this out of anything you could have started
3: yeah um, So I met Marcia and Karen, the co-founders, in January 2021. Um, however, in November 2020, I just had like this urge. Like I was like, I'm in business. Business is all about money. And I want to do kind of more with my life um, than just finding a job and getting money right? Um, And something I'm super um, passionate about is women empowerment. So I went and did a survey in November 2020, and I wanted to see what the relationships younger girls had with each other in high school. Um, And that survey, like, showed, like, it was sad to see how many girls said that they were so insecure in high school. Um, They were bullied. They felt as though they had no woman role model etc and so i was like okay there's a gap let's do something about it. Um, then fast forward to January 2021. Um, I was in an entrepreneurship class in at SFU and that's where I met Marcia and Karen and they had the exact same passions. They wanted to talk about topics that are not talked about. They wanted to bring awareness to women's health. They wanted to talk about the importance of self-love and self-care. Um, and so yeah, so it started with an assi- a project in school where we had deadlines and this and that, and had to start, a, like, create a mission statement for a professor and do market re- research for a professor. And then after it, we all were like, We want to make this happen. We want this to be a real thing. And so we were lucky enough to um, gain funding from the school. So I got to work for the summer semester, full-time on Glow Within getting paid by SFU, um, which was so fun, (laughs) like, just, like, spending your entire summer working on your passion project and getting paid for it and not worrying about, like, oh, like, I have to pay this and I have to pay that. No, my, like, school got it covered. So, yeah, that's how it kind of started. That's where it – the passion comes from. We all have different topics we're more passionate about, but that's what creates the – diversity in our workshops. Yeah.
1: That is awesome. And I think what I really enjoy about that is hearing that there was this initial mutual interest that you and your co-founders had, and uh, you all took the plunge. And not only that, you had um, some seed capital, some money from the university to be able to continue to fuel your passion project. And Mm -hmm. I I think that's so important for for listeners to recognize because whether listeners are enrolled in a college or university institution or um, aren't, when they have something um, that they're really passionate about and they're trying to think about where the dollar signs can come from is just first think about the impact. Mm-hmm. and and money can can
3: come afterwards yeah you know? absolutely and i think it's funny because none of us went in with the idea of we're going to make money off of this we all and every single person we talk to is oh but how do you make money and it's like we are volunteering every hour of our day to make this happen. Like us three have put in hours on hours just to have this happen and make sure that we are impacting girls. Um, and to have people that like support us and believe in us and donate to us and stuff like that just means the world to us. Um, at this point, obviously, we're still small, but we're growing. <laughs> and hopefully, the government will get involved at one point. <laughs>
1: Well, there's only one way you could grow with Glow, and right now our audience can definitely help with that, which is you know following your journey on Instagram, which is at Glow Within Foundation, just to learn more about the workshops. And if anyone has any connect, any involvement within the Edmonton Public School Board or um, any of anything revolved around affiliating with glow then feel free to reach out to us and we'll connect you with claire so uh we appreciate you sharing that claire we have a little bit of background now
4: great stories are timeless to be a great storyteller one must bridge the gap between an alluring narrative and the audience to pull with the heartstrings and to shape the imagination At Q Films Media, we are more than just a media production agency. We are a powerhouse of creative individuals, content creators, who specialize in telling great stories. Stories that are intimate and kept closest to the heart. Stories that are powerful and inspiring, that spark boldness and action. We are Q Films Media. We're here to tell your story. We are always unseen.
1: Full switch with Kenny and Omid and Claire, who is our (laughs) special guest for today. We appreciate everybody tuning in. We are with the co-founder of Glow Within Foundation, also a really good friend of mine. And I think it'd be interesting for everyone to kind of just get to know um, how Claire and I met. Because this is actually a funny story. Um, You know, at the time, speaking of empowering other people... um, This was when it was COVID, and I was involved with the Run for Farmers um, and Run for Ukraine, officially known as the Run for uh, Community. And we were just like, that day, there was like 15 of us going up and down the stairs. And me and my good friend, Gopi, you know, him and I were just like, hey, that person over there, they look like they like to run. And I said, they do look like they like to run. Should we recruit her? (laughs) And so we put our recruiting hats on and we actually went up to Claire and we said, Claire, would you like to run these sets of stairs with us? And it's always funny to hear my side of the story and then hear Claire's side of the story because you were quite intimidated by like just two random guys just going up to you saying, you want to run some stairs? (laughs) And, you know, flash forward, what is it? Almost a year and a half later, mm-hmm. you know, that moment, um, you know, got us involved with the running community. And I just think it's so cool because it's related to our topic where I find that you're, you're not only empowering other people, Claire, to, you know, figure out who they are as young females, but in the group, you know, we noticed over the past year and a half, you know, how much involvement you have to have other people run stairs with you. And I think it's this concept of like passing on the torch, Mm -hmm. right? As I look back at that moment, I remember like we'd convince you and then now you're on the group and you're on the WhatsApp group chat and you're like, who wants to run stairs on Sundays, (laughs) right? So I think it's super cool and it's a reminder for our listeners to recognize that, you know, it's okay to step out of your comfort zone sometimes. And it's also feels empowering when you could go to someone and, and involve them in something that you know is is good for others. Mm-hmm. And whether they don't know it yet or not, they have to see it to believe it. Yeah, And that's something we're going to be doing with our workshop quite soon here. Um, but before we get into that, I think it would be awesome, Claire, for us to hear from your perspective, um, you know, those who you feel like you have made a big impact on Mm -hmm. you know any workshop that you've already done any school you've already gone to has anyone reached out to you personally and and mentioned the impact the glow workshops have made
3: yeah so um in vancouver so this is our first semester being in edmonton however last year um we were all in port moody port coquitlam um burnaby surrey vancouver and in that area we reached over 600 students and we had a few students who just like we always still talk about just because we know we made an impact on these students and one of them for instance we were doing our uh... physical women's physical health workshop and in that workshop we talk about a condition called endometriosis um, we also talk about conditions called a uh, condition called pcos and during that workshop, this girl was sitting there going, "Hmm, like, it seems like I have these symptoms. Like, this is—I feel as though I have endometriosis, right?" And one of our co-founders, she does have endo. So the student felt comfortable enough to talk to our co-founder, and in the end, she had a like mature conversation with her parents, um, and she got the right doctor, like information to go to see a doctor and she was diagnosed with endo and now she is getting help for endo um and that's something that we always like love to like look back on just because we made a difference in her life now she's getting the proper health care she needs and she's getting the proper um support from her school and her family um so that one was great we also get just like DMs all the time from students saying, like, this meant so much for, to us. Um, this summer, I had a student confide in me over Instagram DM, and I didn't even know her very well during the workshops. I knew kind of her, but like, not very well. She was a quiet student, but this summer, she was going through something and she wanted a second opinion, and she came to me, and that like honestly made my world. <laughs> like I was like this is exactly why we do this is so students feel supported and they feel like they have someone to go to. They have an older like sister figure that they can talk to. Um so those are a couple stories. Um I'm sure Karen and Marcia have their other stories that they feel like they've impacted certain students, but yeah.
1: Well, it gives you all the reason to believe that you're you're putting good into this world mm-hmm. and, and you're giving so much assurance, you know, because, you know, me and my friends talk about this sometimes, too, as, as males, you know, going through puberty and going through those stages where, you know, we, we would go to one another and be like, oh, my goodness, like, are we going to die? Like, like something <laughs> yeah. would be happening to us. And obviously with the sense of like you're uncomfortable to share it with your
0: parents, mm-hmm. you also
1: feel like this unnecessary sense of shame mm-hmm. when it's just normal.
0: It's, it's, exactly. it's the
1: process of... Of, of growing up yeah
2: yeah well i want to add to that because i went to a conference earlier this summer and um the end of the conference we had a a, a male caucus so it was all the males from that conference and they put us through um uh, an activity of stand up and stand, uh, sit down mm-hmm. and so what it was was it started off with like simple questions like you know stand up if you you know, went to university or something like that, something super simple, right? You know, a lot of people stand up or like, stand up if you um, feel a certain way about this and stand up, sit down, right? And as the questions went along, the questions got a lot more uncomfortable. You know, stand up if if your father abused you. Mm -hmm. Stand up, uh, sit down, please sit down. Stand up if you've went through depression or thought about suicide. And within that male caucus with like, you know, 40 or 50 guys, you're looking around and you're like, oh my God, a lot of these guys are going through, through a lot of problems. And as that went along 10 or 15 minutes in, they opened the floor and said, hey guys, you know, how did you guys feel? Anyone want to share? And then all of a sudden, one person shares then two two people then three and all of a sudden you open up this can of worms and you're like wow like the impact that that one hour had on me of like this is this is crazy where you just allow people to be comfortable sharing certain stories and not only for girls but like just guys too where we just bottle everything in it's 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 not cool if you share your feelings with people or your guy or your guy friends or I'm sure like, you know, kids in high school, especially students, they don't tell everything to everyone. They want to be cool. They want to fit in. So I really feel like what you're doing, Claire, is, is is really impactful.
3: Yeah, it's all about like creating the like community, right? And in our first workshop, we actually do that is I say to the students, I'm like, listen, you guys come from all different experiences, backgrounds, ethnicities, income levels, etc. But you are all facing similar pressures similar um societal standards that are placed on women right and just in that that creates a community within them and i'm saying you all have little similarities whether it's like the smallest thing or the biggest thing there are similarities between you guys um And it's okay to talk about, but, and it's okay to like lean on each other and make each other's lives a little bit easier by being nicer to each other. You know, um, that's a really cool thing. The conference I've heard about those too. And that's cool that people participated. That's hard to get people to like open up like that.
2: Yeah, well, it's difficult, right? You're 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 in a, a conference with people that you don't know, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, you know, we have all these common out. Like it you you're looking around while people are standing up and sitting down, and you're like, "Oh wow, like, you know, we do we we you don't feel like you're alone in that moment, even though maybe at the conference you've been walking around by yourself, you make maybe one or two friends, but you don't really open up. Mm-hmm. Um and then all of a sudden you have this one hour of like everyone's opening up to certain problems and and it was just very very powerful. So I feel like I'm sure you have a lot of stories not just that one example, but I feel like you have a lot of stories where students, you know, reach out to you or they mm-hmm. they felt so impacted by the activities, the exercises and just sharing your own stories in, yeah. in that.
1: Well, that's why there's very creative ways behind how you can get people to open up. And I would argue that in Omid's example of people being almost willing enough to make it obvious that they've gone through these hardships, the way it was done just by silently standing up and sitting down, I find that's a a unique way of manipulating the environment. Mm -hmm. And and I'm wondering if there's anything that you do, Claire, with Glow Within Foundation to get um, those involved in your workshops comfortable. Mm -hmm. Because obviously, as you mentioned, it's like they're uncomfortable in the beginning, but is there anything you do in your process to really get them to open up?
3: Yeah, so... Um, when we did our pilot program we didn't have the first introductory um, workshop we just jumped right in it and that was something that teachers were like you know what It's great content, but it's scary. It's scary for students to all of a sudden be like, oh my gosh, like, who is this girl facilitating? Why are we talking about this? Um, So we do an introductory workshop, and that's where we really talk about creating a community within the girls and showing our similarities, um, talking about things that we've all been through, what society puts pressures on us about. Um, We also talk about how we can be our best selves and because we're so the whole notion of becoming your best self so you can be the best self to other people, like whether that's your family, to your friends, whether you're in a romantic relationship, you really need to be self-aware and provide yourself that self-love. So we start with that. And then as the workshops go on, the workshops get a little bit more personal Um, and that makes for the facilitator and the students to create a bond, but also the student's, within the classroom to create a bond. Um, so by the end of the workshop, it's a comfortable, safe environment, and we can talk about a bunch of different things.
1: Nice. No, it's it's, it's really good to recognize that. Uh, I'm going to ask you this. You know, for the parents listening to this, you know, you have your eyes inside the school, right? So you have some intel. You have some <laughs> feedback you can give on what you're noticing about let's face it, this generation Mm -hmm. compared to yours when you were in high school, let's just Mm -hmm. say 10 years ago, right? So, like, there's a decade of a difference here. Mm -hmm. Um, What are some of the differences, some good, some bad, that you're recognizing are happening in high school right now where if we perhaps can address this on the show right now Mm -hmm. so that way those at home can find ways to to mitigate
3: that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. First, I think students now, they're so aware of different topics, like, within our world. They're so aware of cultural differences and a cultural appropriation. They're aware of mental health. They're aware of, like, very difficult topics, right, um, which is very cool to see. And it's super interesting to see at that age them talking about it already, Um The biggest thing for negative that I see is social media, um, just technology use in general. And obviously, like, I go into the class and I say, how many of you think you're addicted to your phones? And it's funny because no one ever usually puts up their hand. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a lie because I'm addicted to my phone. I know you are. And um, how can we make that better? Because the world doesn't happen on our phones. The world is in front of you, right? Um, so that would be a big one. Um, and now it's just so easy. Like, they have their AirPods in. They have their Apple Watches. They then have their cell phone. Um, I'm sure there's things I don't even know about <laughs> that I'm like, ah, oh, shoot, I'm old now. Um, and then all the different social, new social media trends. And, like, I, I'm on TikTok, but I don't know TikTok in and out. Or, like, Be Real is a new one. That I'm slowly learning about. (laughs) That's that
1: one where, like, you're showing your selfie face while what's in front of you. So it's be real.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's in the moment, be real. (laughs) That's awesome. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that I think. They're really good at now um, because of social media and like having the access to a bunch of information, but also a lot of negatives that come along with the fact that everything's on our phones and everything's on social media. Well, I mean, that's just
1: it, right? Like, I mean, there's got to be some sense of control, Mm -hmm. right? And where does that start? That starts in the habits that you're building within your own household.
4: Mm -hmm. You know,
1: I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, you know what, when I'm a father, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have like this rule where by the time you get home, your phone is getting oh, no. put into a into a box for 2 hours. Not all night. You know, maybe all night if you're misbehaving, right? But it's going into a box and you're not going to go on it. There's going to be a period of time where you yeah. just don't have it. You gotta right? You
3: got to go play with a ball in the backyard. Yeah, <laughs> you got
1: to go outside and play, right? But uh no, that's just a reminder and it's no surprise to us and we recognize Claire that it's it's nice to see from your perspective because you're in there and you're seeing this, right? Uh, we're going to be right back. We're going to get our workshop underway. So we're going to get our pencils and pens ready. If you happen to be at home or you're not driving and you have uh, – if we have your undivided attention, feel
0: free to join us on this workshop. And we're going to be right back. This episode of the Second Floor Podcast is brought to you by Pod Power. With Pod Power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a Pod Power shout out to Bookwoman. Bookwoman is a podcast about editing, publishing and writing indigenous stories. Three Métis librarians representing nations from across the homeland aim to inspire indigenous peoples to share their stories in whatever form they enjoy. Guests include storytellers from diverse mediums like podcasting, burlesque, books, comics, social media, film, music, and everything in between. You can listen and find out more at bookwomanpodcast.ca. Now, back to the Second Floor Podcast.
1: Alright, welcome back to Full Switch Series with your co-hosts Kenny and Cassius and our special guest Claire Connup representing glow within foundation. We've been talking today about empowerment, we've been looking into uh, the differences that GLOW is making right now within uh, junior high and high schools for um, those in British Columbia and Alberta, and today we are going to get a taste of what these workshops are all about. So, you know, now that we're back, we mentioned to, um, you know, those that have been listening to have a paper and pen ready, or if you're driving, do not do that, and, uh, (laughs) Prepare to, you know, answer some of these questions in your own head and uh, see how you can be enlightened on this, okay? But before we do so, Claire, I got a question for you. You know, we've been using this word a lot today, workshops. You know, like for some people, they might think that you're out here building like, you know, a nice little birdhouse or you might be doing something of that like. But uh, what's a workshop in Glow Within Foundation? What are some of the topics, the themes that, that you have structured and put in place for female junior high and high school students?
3: Yeah, okay, so we have two different programs. Um, We have the Senior GLOW program and the Junior GLOW program. So the Junior GLOW program is grade nines. So in BC, that will still be high school because they do grade nines to twelves. However, here in Alberta, it is um, the end of junior high. And then our senior GLOW program is grade 11s and twelves. So both programs, we go over various topics that have to do with our physical, mental, and emotional health. Um, So we have that introductory workshop I was talking about, which creates that community um, and creates that commonalities between the students Um, our second workshop with the students is our physical health workshop so for the junior glow program we do a workshop on the menstrual cycle um, so they understand it inside and out Um, and then for the senior glow program we do a reproduct women's reproductive and sexual health workshop with them Um, Then our third workshop is about relationships and boundaries. So for the Junior Glow program, we dive into love languages, we dive into what are healthy and unhealthy traits, and then we teach them what even are boundaries. Um, And now our Senior Glow program, I'm super excited about this because it's new this semester and it's called uh, Relationship Glow Up, and I created it with... Um, A friend of mine who goes to UBC who did her honors thesis on attachment theory, Ida, so Ida and I created this senior relationship and boundary um, workshop for the senior students as they're more they've gone through various different relationships. Um, So it's a more mature workshop, and it focuses more on um, dating, um, but also any relationships in your life you're gonna learn things from. Um, And then our senior program, we have a consent workshop, and then the final workshop for both GLOW Junior Glow and Senior Glow is called Glowing Confidence and this is about body image, social media, and we talk about eating disorders in that one.
1: There's a wide array of different options we're working with right now, right? Yes. I mean I, I can't say I, I apply to every single one of them. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you know, knowing that I'm not your typical audience, the the reality here is is it sounds very well thought out. And uh, I'm curious to know, is it like a menu of all these options you give to a school and you're like, which one applies uh, the most? Or like, like how do you go about knowing which is the one you go through?
3: So we typically do all like for the junior program, there's four for the senior program, there's five. So we will do all four or five with the school and we go in with that um, into the school either weekly or bi-weekly. So we're there a lot. We make connections with the students. Um, If the school has different needs, we will accommodate those. Um, We just finished at a school in Vancouver that just wanted our physical health workshops because that's topics that they didn't know how to cover in their school. So we went in there and just did our physical health workshops.
1: Yeah, and I appreciate this so much because this is such a hard pressing topic once again Uh, we talked a little bit about this before where it's you know going beyond the uh initial requirements of what someone should learn in school Mm -hmm. and it's just recognizing that these are the tangibles these are the things that we need to know to allow someone to feel safe to feel secure to feel confident going back to our topic today to feel empowered Mm -hmm. to 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 make the right decisions in their life yeah you know absolutely i um oh go ahead
3: I was going to say, so I think we're going to dive into an activity for the Relationships and Boundary Workshop. Um, It's our value activity. And so values play a role in all our workshops because just in general, values play a role in your life 24-7. And how we say it is like, if you know your values, you know, you can make decisions that are going to best suit you. You're going to surround people you surround yourself with people that also express those values. Um, It's just good to know values. And we were joking around before this that, like, when you're 15, do you really know your values? Do you even know what a value is, right? Um, So we start with the basics and we work with the students, like, okay, let's talk about values, right? So
1: Well, and it's. I just want to add, it's because, you know, a lot of times in adult life now, I I, I hope other people – think this way and if not it'd be interesting to debate but uh how common is it right where you're serious about someone Mm -hmm. and it's actually imperative to ask like what do you value Mm -hmm. what do you care about because if our values don't align if there are not at least some similarities here, then what foundation are we building this relationship off of? Absolutely. And, and that's why I know I really, I'm really glad that you're bringing this concept into play yeah. because it's going to then allow someone to see even at that young of an age when you have a crush on somebody or, or you know, like you like someone and you're like, I'm going to marry you. And, like, you know, you're thinking of them as, like, a high school sweetheart of some sort. It's like, all right, well, like, what do you value? Like, let's yeah. first look into that, exactly. right? Maybe one person values, like, you know, spending every waking moment with one another, but the other person values winning their um, football championship team right. so yeah. they can potentially get a scholarship. And it's like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like Too it's different. finding a way to make that work.
3: Absolutely. Um, okay. So for the people listening, if you have a piece of paper um and are able to participate. What we have is a worksheet that says yes, maybe, and no. And so I am going to um, say different values and I want you guys to write the value either under yes, maybe, or no. So what's like important to you? What's like somewhat important to you? And what do you not even really think about?
1: And for the sake of turja entertainment, We're going to make sure that whatever one we give, we're going to tell the audience what we said. Yes, maybe or no to. Yeah, that's
2: a full switch. Oh, no. Maybe you can do that, Kenny, just (laughs) so that we don't go over time. Oh, but value. I like that. Even I like more. that. I, we want to know what your values are. Not yours, hey. <laughs> you have
1: such a way of of, of making it sound Cassius. It's uh, it's so
2: clever, so chalak, bro. <laughs> I'm so ready for this. Let's 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 get going.
3: Okay, so our first value is forgiveness. So decide where it goes. Yes,
1: forgiveness. Yeah, that's a no problem.
3: Okay. Next one is fame.
1: Like being popular.
3: To be known and recognized. <sighs>
1: oh. Yeah, yeah, I value that. I value that.
3: Okay, fitness.
1: No, 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 no I'm kidding. <laughs> I was gonna say oh, that's how you and I met. <laughs> yes, we got the triple Fs.
3: Okay, now we got growth.
1: Yep. I'm four for four on yes right now.
3: Yep. Um, we have helpfulness.
1: Mm, like being helpful and to be
3: helpful to others.
1: Yeah, I like that.
3: Um, intimacy, which is to share my innermost experiences with others.
1: Okay, so that's that's like not, that's like.
3: Having like deep conversations with others, understanding.
1: Oh, okay, because we could have yeah. taken that a little bit differently. A different way. You know? Yeah. yeah. So uh, intimacy, I value intimacy,
3: yes leisure to take time to relax and enjoy.
1: Ah you know I this is a tough one. I can't say yes to it. I'm gonna write maybe because I like for me, I'm not one to just sit down. Mm -hmm. I always like to be on the go in many ways. I'm yep. just starting to open up my Sundays. So uh, <laughs> I'm i no seriously, I've a i have have a rule, non book Sundays. And it's very rarely I'll book something if I have to on that day. Right. I just started doing this and that's why I put maybe. What okay. do we what do we categorize this
3: as again? Uh make uh leisure. Leisure. Okay.
1: Oh. Thank you, Cassius.
3: Um then we have God's will to seek and obey the will of God, what, whoever God may be to you.
1: Oh, God to me is everything. Okay. So it, would this be like a maybe? Would this be a yes? No. Ah, no. Okay. Yeah, I feel like, you know, God to me is the trees. It's you guys. It's the radio station. You know.
3: um, okay. Industry to work hard and well at my life tasks.
1: Oh, yeah. I value that. Mm-hmm. Life tasks. Work hard. Stay
4: hard.
3: Moderation to avoid excess and find a middle ground.
1: To find a middle ground? hmm
3: And to avoid, like, excess. Oh, like Not extra. A, yeah. Like,
1: uh, you know what? That's a maybe for me. Okay. I, it's like I'm just I'm in the transitional phase of recognizing when to say no to certain things. Yeah,
3: perfect. So maybe.
1: excess, that's a maybe. Maybe. Mm. Well, I'm really learning about myself, Claire. Good. Good. <laughs> I'm glowing, right?
3: <laughs> um, openness to welcome new experiences, ideas, and options. Yes.
1: Lately, to be honest, it's like a maybe because that's part of my growth process of just being like, do I need to say yes to this? You know, because I like right now everything I have, I'm 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 pretty happy about.
3: Yeah, order to have a life that is well ordered and organized.
1: Yeah, to be honest, I need that.
2: Like, you need it, but is it a? Is it a? Do I value it? Yeah,
3: that's true.
1: I kind of do. I value routine. I actually really do. I thrive off it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I don't have it, I feel lost.
3: Yeah. Um. Uh. Sorry. Power to have control and power over other people.
1: Whoa. Mm, that's. Ooh. What did you put? put Cassius? You, you put maybe. I put maybe because I'm not sure. Uh. Yeah, I'm putting maybe. <laughs> that's a full and, switch. And and not because you did it. It's just I struggle <laughs> with like. I do like having that, but I also like having that done to me. Mm. I like, you know, depending on what it is, like, I don't have to be in control of everything everything. at all times.
3: Yeah, giving someone else the ropes.
1: Yeah, like, sometimes there's just things I recognize I can't do and not good at. So, like, help lead the way if that's your strength, right?
3: Absolutely. Okay, self-acceptance. To accept yourself as who you are.
1: Mm. No, that's a maybe, you know, because, you know... I'm hard on myself sometimes, yeah, right? like i i i'm I'm figuring myself out. I know who I am, yet who I am can be slightly um, changed and altered
4: mm-hmm. depending
1: on which environment I'm in. So uh, to accept whoever I am in that process can sometimes be a challenge. but, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's starting to become more,
3: it's starting
1: to, yeah, it's you're, starting sa-
2: to, you're starting to sound more like Sadhguru, man.
1: Dude, I'm not the body, and I'm not the mind.
2: We should play that as a workshop one day. It should be, yeah, definitely. I'm
1: adding that to the, the agenda. Meditation. Yes. Oh, yeah, it is nice. the best. Yeah. By the way, for those of you who don't know, just look up I'm not the body, I'm not the mind, Sadhguru, if you are wanting to do a self-guided meditation. <laughs> worth it.
3: Worth it. Okay, our last few. Ready? We have accuracy to be accurate in my opinions and beliefs.
2: That's a no for me. Wow. Why? Because I don't have to be right all the time. Mm. I'm, I'm open. If I'm wrong and I get called out for being wrong, I'll take it. Man. Spoken like a true wizard. I like it. <laughs> or more so
1: like the guy from American Idol who always says it's a no for me. That, is... is that Simon? Yeah, Simon. Oh, see, I was going to say Simon, but I thought that was the other guy. That's or Randy. Pierce. Randy. Oh, okay. Oh, right? you're talking about... Randy's a nice guy.
3: Yeah, but like way back in the day, American Idol. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was Randy, Paula, Simon, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, they were the best. Yeah, they were. Like them yeah. as a triple, like triplet. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to say with that topic... Accuracy? Accuracy? Maybe. 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 Okay. Because I want to be accurate, but I know I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's <a> thing. <laughs> Fair.
3: Challenge to take on difficult tasks and problems
1: yeah i love that i love taking on i'd love a good challenge
3: perfect um compassion to feel and act on concern for others
1: yeah i'm very concerned these days
3: (laughs) (laughs) okay um commitment to make enduring meaningful commitments Yeah, I'm committed, you know. I'm dedicated. You gotta be dedicated.
2: Yeah. Dedicated.
1: (laughs) Well, I just don't like to half butt anything, you know what I mean? I ain't half button anything.
3: No, you're either in or you're out. Yeah, I'm all in. Yeah. You know,
1: and I wanna make it clear to whoever I'm with that I'm all in. You're all in. You know what I mean? Hint hint. Oh gosh.
3: Claire (laughs) Um, duty to carry out my duties and obligations.
1: Uh, duties. Uh, that's yep. a yes. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, duties. Duty is
3: such a funny word. Duty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, family to have a happy, loving family.
1: Yeah, I, I, that's like number one on the charts. You know, I dream about being a a good father and a good husband.
3: Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Um, service to be of service to others.
1: Seva. Yep. Yeah. Seva. Top notch.
3: It's oh, up yeah. there. Yeah, Raj. A selfless yeah. service, right? Yeah.
1: See, isn't that amazing? How on brand is that? Raj would be so proud. Like <laughs> like when someone says Seva and it reminds them of Raj. That's beautiful.
3: Yeah, that is beautiful. Okay, last few. Wealth to have plenty of money.
1: Money, 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 money. Yep.
3: Yep,
1: that's up there. I can't oh. help but admit it. It's it's up there.
3: Oh, it is for you too, Cassius. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh. Okay. Tradition to follow follow respected patterns of the past yep
1: Mm, to follow as in like learn from the past
3: no like um let's say let's say a Punjabi tradition to make sure that when you have a family you guys have that tradition too
1: oh I see like Mm. passing on like traditions that were done within both respective families yeah to some degree yeah that that matters that's nice uh yeah. yeah okay traditions
3: um, and finally world peace to work, to promote peace in the world.
1: Yes. That's big. I just want us to all be like, you know, why, why have names of countries? Why can't we all just be, I live on earth? No, seriously. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh, you're that you're this like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm human, world. right? I'm human yeah. living on planet earth. Why can't I have a planet earth passport for crying out loud? <laughs> like, you know,
3: Okay, so then the final thing is if um, there's not a value that I said um, and you like recognize it as one of your strong values, add that to your list. And then with core values at the bottom, I want you from your yes pile to go into those and decipher what are your top 10 core values out of that.
1: What if you don't have 10?
3: No, you have
1: to. Okay, but the funny thing is, is, yeah, I have a lot. I have more than ten. Yeah, you have more than ten. Do so
3: we you have do to it? Defi- do we do it in order? Yep. Okay.
1: So top one. So while we do this, we'll play a song. Sing. We'll get a song on. We'll make sure everyone, if you are tuning into this right now, we're doing our workshop. So take all of your core values in order of priority, from the first to last. First being the the biggest one. I thought it was so cute. I want to give. Karanpreet, the co-founder, who also is a part of Glow Within Foundation, a shout out. She's actually doing this exercise and giving live updates to Claire. So I thought that was uh, super awesome. Karanpreet, keep up the amazing work. Uh, You are all doing uh, just profound things for Glow and for uh, those out there benefiting. So I thought that was super cool to see. Now, uh, we're going to list our top three. So Cassius, without further ado, what are your top three values, bro?
2: Top three values I put as number one: growth, uh, number two: family, and number three: tradition. Ooh. Oh, so it's pretty unique. Mm-hmm. Um, growth was the fourth one
1: for me. Uh, family was my first, you know. And that, the way I was kind of thinking about this in order of priorities, I felt like the one after could not have been done with the one before it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I feel like to kind of paint the story here is. Family super important for me, and mm-hmm. I find that that, out of everything else, like when you look at what's next, is I value intimacy. I value really valuable, um, authentic um, conversations. conversations and relationships with the people in my life. You know, I, I don't like anything um, that is fabricated. I don't like anything that's coming off inauthentic. Mm-hmm. Is I want to feel, and I want you to feel, like how much I am investing my energy into you. You know, and, and that's, you know, I, I want I want that with my family. So, like, mm-hmm. that's why I value that first. Then there's intimacy and then there's helpfulness. That's my third one is I feel like anything I do, I do it for the sake of helping someone out,
3: mm-hmm. you
1: know, and uh, growth and fitness for next.
3: Yeah. I find it interesting, too, because when I watched you guys do the workshop um you guys have very similar yes yes columns and maybe columns and obviously you guys been friends for years so it shows that when you have similar values you just like naturally like vibe with people and those are the people that surround you and make you better people
2: i feel like i've just morphed into kenny over the years i've known him (laughs) (laughs) at least at least
1: you're able to admit it (laughs) i love that no but that's such a good example right like you know, and I'm not surprised. I think it's beautiful to see, like, you know, Cash is one of my best friends. He's a brother to me. You know, we spent four years uh, and and God knows how many hours on and off air together. And even our friends, you know, are, are a testament to this where they say, like, how much more chemistry we have. You know, like, people out here think we're dating. We're not dating. <laughs> but, yo, I'm telling you, man, I mean, if I was a glow girl, you'd be my glow boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, this was great, Claire. So now, when we do this exercise, how do you kind of wrap up a workshop when one does something like this?
3: Yeah, so we usually talk, like, have students share their top three. You guys were the students in this case. And then we talk about how values are, again, so important with any relationship you are in. Um, you want to surround yourself with people who align with what you want to do with your life. Um, what your career path is or what you want to do within your hobbies Um, because without that then you have no interest and you kind of have to be fake with the person to try and please them or have them please you you know. Um, So with the students we definitely dive into the fact that this is a starting ground in creating those healthy relationships um, and being able to have that positive communication within whether it's friendships, whether it's with your family um, or romantic relationships.
1: I love that. See, so now for all you high school kiddies and junior high kiddos out there, for whoever you be crushing on the first thing you're going to do is you're going to sit them down. (laughs) You're going to grab a piece of paper, yes, maybe no, and you're going to list all these things out and ask them what they value. And, hey, there's going to be some ground-shaking results that are going to come out of this, right?
3: Absolutely. And I find that also, like, even if you write your values now, in a couple years your values may change. And for sure when we were in junior high, high school, our values were different than what we value now. Um, So your values are always, like, Evolving, but in the moment, you want to know for self awareness and to just understand yourself better what you value.
1: And to conclude that, it just is such a good indicator because we're coming towards year end for a lot of companies and quarterly planning is happening, fiscal year planning, this planning, that planning, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know what? Do this in your relationships. Mm-hmm. Do a quarterly review in your relationship. Yeah. Do do like a, a month end or just do like a, hey, like, let's check in. How are you doing outside of relationship? Mm-hmm. Do like a, an evaluation of yourself. Yeah. You know, if we're doing that in our own respective companies, here's a perfect opportunity as a leader leading your own life to be able to make sure that you know where your values are, where they stem from, and how you're now going to choose to live your life and lead it with the best foot going forward.
2: Well, I I totally agree, especially when you're a student, right? You don't think about these things. You don't really are self-aware. You're really concerned about the environment and what you're doing with your friends, and you just want to have fun. You don't really think about you know, the, the self-awareness piece and your values. And, and and I feel like with you guys, Claire, I feel like that is such an important piece because you just plant the seed, right? Mm-hmm. You do these exercises, you plant the seed. Maybe they might not care in that moment, but like you said, when the student DMs you a few months later or when they're really sitting at home alone and they thought about that workshop or they thought about what you guys said, that's when it starts to grow and build and, and, and you realize that that seed can just, just be fruitful down the road. Right.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. As soon as this is the time where you plant the seed and then, like you said, like in university, you can look back on it and be like, okay, wait, actually let's look at my values. Let's look at what I want in life. Um, what does the company that is hiring me value? Do I align with that? No. Okay. Next company, you know? So it plays a role in so much in your life.
1: I really love that you mentioned that because that's a huge thing is when you're looking into a company that you want to work for, what you want to do for school and university, like what's next after high school is, you know, outside of your values being connected with another person is let's look at a company's values. Right. And I'm so glad you mentioned that, Claire, because when I was ready to step into the fitness industry, that was a big thing for me is I was like, okay, well, what does good life fitness represent? Mm -hmm. And when I thought about its values, caring passion, you know, having a peak attitude, integrity. I was like, yes, right? I was like, these are all things that I connect to, right? Is at the end of the day, when you think about it, you know, intimacy, and we were relating my core value of intimacy being related to like being authentic and being with someone or being a part of something that, um, you know, is allowing you to be your, your, your true self. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I've worked for companies where they wouldn't value that and they wanted to turn you into someone you're not. Mm-hmm. Like being the loudest, most outspoken person in the room was deemed immature or mm-hmm. deemed, oh, that's, that, that's inappropriate. You know, it was too corporate for me. Yeah. But then I go in a place like Good Life and they're like, yeah, you got so much energy. We <laughs> want that. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, yes, like finally, like a company that appreciates it. So that allows me to be even more myself right as i'm literally wearing a good life shirt right now that's how proud of a good life i am (laughs) i'm just coming from work but that also steps true but i'm a cheese (laughs) ball
2: no honestly kenny not only that but it just like it's a it these exercises are a good reminder periodically not just as this you know not just as going to get that big boy job after university or a pivotal moment in your life it's a good reminder of like hey if i'm going into something or if i need to make a decision for something what remind yourself what are your Mm -hmm. core values what are your values because like claire said they change throughout the years stuff comes up stuff comes down but the more you remind yourself and the more you're self-aware the better decisions you make because even with a job you go into a job sometimes the the motive might just be money or Mm -hmm. i just need a job right now i don't care what it is let me just pick this job up and i'm sure kenny you've had experiences with you know, maybe people on your team or other colleagues, they might not be that right fit, but their motivation is, hey, I just need a job right now. But but when you do these sorts of exercises, say, look, just come back to what are your core values? Remind yourself what those are so you can make the right decisions moving forward. Yeah,
4: it's
2: so
1: true. And, you know, I recognized this actually recently when I was speaking with, um, she, she's an in-house psychiatrist within Good Life. And she actually asked me a beautiful question. Um, I was talking to her about the concern I've had lately with uh, the attrition rate of uh, a lot of our trainers. Just naturally, some will stay, some will leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, some you feel like you have a lot of control over, some you feel like you don't. And she says, Kenny, think about the people that have stayed. You know, think about all the ones that you personally hired. Um, what do they all have in common? And to be very honest with you, I I inadvertently brought it back to values. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, you know what? They all really value helping other people. Mm -hmm. And they all have personally been affected by a catastrophic health incident, whether it was personally related, mentally and or physically, or someone in their family. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so I'm realizing that perhaps I have a soft spot or I have a special place in my heart in believing that there's the trainers that are going to – be able to withstand and withhold the amount of pressure they feel, those growing pains of being a trainer in the beginning, imposter syndrome, the feeling of building your own roster of clients, et cetera, et cetera. But if you can push past that because of what you've already experienced and you have this character within you that no matter what happens, money or, or ego aside, you're here to help others.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and you're here because you've experienced what fitness and health has done to you,
0: mm-hmm. how
1: that's been the answer. Not drugs, not other coping mechanisms, whether they're good or bad for you. It's fitness. Your time at the gym has made you better. And um, that empowered me and made me feel so much uh, better. So, you know, ultimately, when you grow, you glow. And when you glow, (laughs) you grow. So, you know, I just want to make sure everyone's aware uh, that – you know, glow within foundation isn't going anywhere. It's going to continue to go across uh, the world, hopefully, eventually. And Claire, we want to be a part of that journey. So where can we follow your journey and support you as you continue to change lives?
3: Um, So Instagram, we have glow within foundation. Um, Then we also on our website, which is www.glowwithinfoundation.com. We do uh, blog posts where we talk to different community members about what their experiences are and their expertise. Um, And then we also have a LinkedIn where you can see updates at glow within foundation. And if you anyone listening ever wants to contact us, wants to be a part of us, um, currently in Edmonton we're looking for facilitators since we just came here, Um, you can contact us at contact at glowwithinfoundation.com.
1: Okay, we got some job opportunities. So, you know, at the end of the day, we talk values. You make sure you bring them to the table when you apply to become the next Glow Within Foundation facilitator. If not, stay tuned. You know where to follow Claire. We hope everyone has an amazing Halloween weekend. Be prepared for the trick-or-treaters that come out Monday. Be safe and be ready. We look forward to seeing you next week, every Friday, 6 p.m. to 7.30, Mountain Standard Timing, full switch,
3: full ditch.